Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case in Re Hess, 552-SW3D893, Texas Court of Appeals, 7th District, 2018. Friends, today we're going to talk about something we don't talk about enough in this world. Contempt of court. Yes, contempt of court. Before we get into this trial, ask yourself, have you ever been involved in contempt of court? Has a judge ever threatened contempt of court to you? When I had my trial, and folks, remember this was a political trial, I was on the brink of contempt of court. When I first was brought in, they wanted to fingerprint me, but I didn't want to do that. So then, nothing happened until the court hearing. And then I got a notice that if I didn't get my fingerprints done, I would be held in contempt of court. So therefore, I did that. Today, this case involves contempt of court in obscenity-related issues. So let's read from the record to find out what happens in this case. It says, quote, Relator David Christopher Hess seeks a writ of mandamus from this court directing respondent the Honorable Edward Lee Self to vacate a prior order denying Relator a jury trial in pending section 21.002D contempt proceeding and directing respondent to set the matter for a jury trial, end quote. I never heard the surname self before. That's interesting. So let's find out what also happens. It says, quote, Relator is an attorney practicing criminal offense work in Amarillo, Potter County, Texas. On April 8, 2016, while acting in that capacity as retained counsel for Aduin Foam in Vong in a criminal proceeding, in a criminal prosecution pending in the 251st District Court Relator was held in contempt by Honorable Anna E. Estevez for using language that Judge Estevez deemed inappropriate for proper courtroom decorum. See Statute 21.002, parentheses B, providing that punishment for contempt of a district court is by a fine of up to $500 or confinement in the county jail for not more than six months or by a fine and confinement. At that point, Relator insisted upon his right a section 21.002 parentheses D hearing before an assigned judge. See statute 21.002 parentheses D requiring that an officer of the court held in contempt by a trial court shall upon request be released on personal recognizance until a section 21.002 D contempt proceeding can be held by another judge assigned by the regional administrative judge. End quote. So friends, this individual is not a defendant, but an attorney. So it goes to show any one of us can use foul language. Any one of us can utter obscene things. You could probably say this was unprofessional, but unprofessional is not the relevant criteria here. We're concerned with anti-obscenity law. Unfortunately, this case did not elaborate on the exact language. It just said inappropriate. The way I read that, it was probably obscene words. Maybe he said, shit, fuck. Maybe he said, damn it. Maybe he 
talked about something explicit. We can speculate. We can wonder. So friends, let me know what you think this individual talked about in those inappropriate language and in violation of proper courtroom decorum. Think about this, friends. Have you ever violated courtroom decorum or any decorum for that matter? I've violated decorum more than once in my life. Maybe in a courtroom, certainly elsewhere. So friends, this is something to ponder. Should we take this the same way we take obscene magazines? On this podcast, we want obscene magazines to exist as much as possible. We don't want them to be censored. We don't want people to be punished for that. Is it a different thing if you put obscene words out in the trial like this attorney did? Is that different than putting obscene words in a magazine? Much of this trial talks about the different types of punishment you could face for contempt of court and also about the different types of contempt of court, mainly what they call petty versus more serious. So how do you think they decided here? What do you think they did? Do you think they granted our friend a jury trial? This is one thing I've been wondering how contempt of court works. I wondered before reading this if you could get some action because you hear about especially in political trials of judges abusing contempt of court. That's one issue people raised in the Chicago 7 trial was the judge was doing these contempt of court charges all over the place. So let's find out what they decided. It says, quote, Here Relator was found to be in direct contempt of court for using language in the courtroom during a criminal proceeding which the trial court found inappropriate. No sanctions were imposed at the time because Relator insisted upon his right to a hearing before an assigned judge pursuant to 21.002.D. At that point, the contempt proceeding became a constructive contempt proceeding because a newly assigned judge was required to conduct a hearing and determine whether the acts alleged amounted to contempt of court and, if so, what punishment to assess. Because the notice of allegations of contempt clearly eliminated the potential reign of punishment to find him not more than $500 or a period of incarceration in county jail for not more than six months, or by both fine and commitment, with no conditional provisions for release, the contempt proceeding could be described as both criminal and petty. End quote. So think about this. If he didn't ask for a hearing, it could have been a less escalated matter. We want to applaud him for asking for a hearing. That's a good thing. Way to take a stand. It does make it a more difficult issue. Also, do you think someone should be put in jail for swearing in court? I hope not. I hope not. Do you think there should be any punishment? Hopefully you don't think there should be too much punishment if you're listening to this podcast. So the court made a decision, like they do in other cases, and the decision was as follows. Quote, A Section 21.002D contempt hearing is not a trial, as that term is used and contemplated by the Texas 
Constitution concerning a criminal case involving the violation of a penal statute. Being initially found guilty of direct contempt, Relator was not intended to a jury trial when Judge Estevez found him to be in contempt in Section 21.002, parentheses D, granting him a statutory right to a de novo hearing before a different judge does not expressly or impliedly grant him that right either. See 21.002, parentheses D. To the contrary, Section 21.002, parentheses D, provides that the administrative judge shall assign a judge to determine the guilt of the innocent of the officer of the court. Emphasis added. Because Section 21.002D does not expressly provide for the right to a jury trial in a contempt proceeding involving an officer of the court, and because Relator has not otherwise shown himself entitled to a jury trial, he cannot make the first requirement for the issuance of a writ of mandamus a showing that the trial court abused its discretion is in denying him a jury trial. Conclusion. Relator's petition for a writ of mandamus is denied. End quote. I imagine this helps the fact that he's an attorney because he can navigate this stuff better. A lot of people say that attorneys know more than the rest of us, at least as it comes into the law. Still, even he was not successful with his all with all his attorney knowledge. But we do applaud him for fighting this. Whatever inappropriate language he used, whether it was hell, shit, damn, or the C word, which... Free Press Media Press Inc. uses. We applaud him for fighting. He didn't win. He didn't get his jury trial. I wonder what happened at the hearing. I don't think it said anywhere in here what happened at the hearing. So hopefully he found a way to get out of this. He got no punishment, let's hope. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that happened. But he did fight. And in... First Amendment heaven, you get there, not, you don't have to win, but you have to fight. So he very well may be going to First Amendment heaven, provided he did not commit some disqualifying offense. Friends, let us find motivation in this case. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.